never been more recognized to do this right now. Never. Oh, up to this moment, all right now, right here. My whole life. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Still and... no, still no, no word on the music, man. I we're not. Wait, wait, you didn't get any music. You just let me dance like a jackal. No, but but you know it's interesting. I was talking to my friend Michelle Miller, who I would send a shout out. She told me yesterday on the phone she loves how we dance. Well, at least someone does. God bless her. <laughs> um, it is a beautiful Tuesday, and so we're doing a special show today. I hate to. Step over your interlude there, your introduction, because it is the NFL draft is coming up on Thursday. And we definitely wanted to have your energy, Ross, as we're going into Thursday. And, you know, we sort of wanted to dedicate a whole show to the NFL draft um, because Thursday we're getting into the NBA playoffs, which there are our 76ers were able to sweep the Brooklyn Nets. And maybe we'll do the show on Friday or something so that because we'll know exactly who the Sixers are probably playing, um, whether it be Sunday or Monday. My, more than likely, it'll be the Boston Celtics. But um, uh, I, I would like to hold off a little bit before we do that so that we can talk some NFL. And since um, I'm not, this is not my strong suit, we're going to rely heavily on your knowledge today. Um to sort well, of get that's where, that's where the show, show goes off the rails. No, no, no. You you are I was actually talking so I was doing Uber yesterday and I picked up some guys um who were who were from out of town they were coming in from Richmond working for DuPont and unfortunately one of them was a University of Alabama graduate. That is unfortunate. And, uh, you should have just made him get out of the car right there. <laughs> and I was sort of saying how it's interesting. I think Kirby Smart has basically surpassed Nick Saban right now as the you know like the uh nfl the college football coach now i mean he's i think he's basically i i don't know if i'm right or wrong but that he's sort of gotten to that point now where um he's sort of the 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 biggest coach in college football right now so he's sort of supplanted nick saban i don't think saban likes it might i add um but um the reason why you're so good is, you know, SEC football, which is obviously going to be the heart of the NFL draft coming up. I mean, how many quarterbacks in the SEC are going to possibly be drafted? I mean, I guess you got Richardson, uh, Lewis. Is it Levis? Will Levis, yeah. Um, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. So that's three right there. And then there's the guy from Hurt Hamden Hooker. I mean. Herndon Hooker. And then you're forgetting the biggest one is Bryce Young. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud is uh, Ohio State. Correct. Right. So, I mean, SEC f- football is is basically where I think you're going to hit on a lot of this. Um, did you want to, like, I'm going to let you run with today's show, so. Well, tell tell me, what before we dive into to all this, first of all, thank you for all the platitudes. Uh, money is nice, but championships are better. <laughs> who said that do you know uh i hope it's not nick saban it was jalen hurts yesterday jalen during hurts. his eagles press conference um former touchdown. sec quarterback 
Yes, former SEC quarterback who I watched beat Georgia. Um, and so here's what I want to tell you about your Nick Saban comment. I think that Kirby, again, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to this stuff. Like, I still think Kirby has a way – like, Nick Saban is a, a living legend, but what Kirby is doing is absolutely exceptional. Um, and he is – you know, Kirby Smart is – I don't even think he's 50 yet. And so um, – so so with that, he's our age. He's our age. So with that being said, does Kirby have the desire to coach pro football? I mean, no. is that in him? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Why do you say that though? I mean, even Saban, you know, they threw money at him, and he said yes. I mean, why isn't Kirby Smart? And I'm sure that Kirby Smart will get an offer at some point to go to the pros. Why wouldn't he do it? Uh, let me turn it around on you. Why Why would he do it? Because I think, I mean, I think coaching pro football is still the pinnacle. I mean, I think Jim Harborough would love to get back into pro football. I mean, Michigan's a good job, but, you know. Yeah, I think I it's... I Saban was fired. I mean, well, he but, wasn't, I guess, yeah, was I he think fired he, by Miami or he I took the he Alabama job? What? I think he was fired. Um, and by the way, Kirby was on that staff in Miami. So Kirby has, has had a taste of pro football and he has never once expressed a desire. There's never been rumors about Kirby going the pro to the pros. You know, we lost uh, Munkin, Tom Munkin to the Ravens, uh, who's their new offensive coordinator this year. And Kirby's just not, I, I you say it is the pinnacle. And I think for some people, but I think it depends how you're wired. Look, if Kirby's smart, is making just as much money as he would make in the pros and maybe more because of boosters um, in the college game. And he gets to live in Athens, Georgia, as opposed to, you know, a major metropolitan city um, where he went to school, by the way, where he was raised, uh, you know, in Georgia, in, in South Georgia. I, I think Kirby's smart. And, and look at what he's doing. He's building a program, as he likes to call it. He's building a program. And, and, you know, there's Vince Dooley, and right now there is Kirby Smart. And that, yeah, that's, that's that's what he's doing. And I don't – you go to the pro game, and I don't know that that's worth the jump, you know. I, I, I don't know that that's something that, that – I don't think that's something that Kirby has ever really uh, wanted to do. And the fact that he got a taste of it with the Dolphins was great, but um, – I think he's he's in Athens to stay, man. I think he's there's gonna they're gonna be building statues of Kirby Smart. That's in Athens. That's what I think. Well, and I I don't know if there's many storied franchises in the NFL that have that allure anymore. Also, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, are there really? I mean, maybe outside of the 49ers, and I know Pete Carroll went to the Seahawks, which um, they threw a lot of money at him, and I don't know who will be succeeding. Uh, Belichick in New England, but I'm wondering if I could see that though. Kraft going down to Athens and saying, "Kirby, do you want to come up and coach the Patriots?" I'm wondering if he would want to do something like that. Uh, no, I'm answering. He he he's not, and I'm not saying this as a fan. He's he okay. he's just that's not his jam. I mean, like, look, there are guys. Lincoln Riley, right? Never never coached in the pros. Jimbo Fisher, not Lincoln Riley, though. I'm going to tell you something. I would not close the door on Lincoln Riley going to the pros. He just seems like someone that, you know, like 
let's say the Rams were to throw that money at him, um, he might do it. So, yeah, I I think it's about a little bit more quality of life at this point. I mean, like how yeah. much money is do you need? Like Lincoln Riley at USC is making a crap ton of cash. I'm not saying he wouldn't jump. I'm telling you, well, I don't think. I, I, I think there's a better chance of you becoming a head coach than Kirby leaving Athens to go. Yeah, again, it's his alma mater, so it has a special place. You know, Dabo Sweeney is another name. And you hear these guys more talked about changing college coaches like right. Riley did because the money in co the college game now is so big and the endorsements and the booster money um, is something that, you know, you, you may not get that at the pro level and – Furthermore, if you built like again, if you if you are Kirby Smart, let's just let's just hypothetically play this game for a minute. If you are Kirby Smart and you have built this program in Athens, and someone comes along and they say, "Hey, we have an opening uh, with the Arizona Cardinals uh, to be their new head coach," right? So, like, why would you leave this? Would you just pick the worst job in the country, though? I mean, that is well. What? What? Tell me what. I mean, I, you know what? I hate to say the Jets job always comes available. Not one of these guys is going to say, you know what? The New York Jets just look like an amazing job or something. Right. Right. I mean, like Green Bay Packers. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a job, right? There's the two Cowboys, jobs. That's the Steelers job always looks attractive and the Packers job looks attractive. Not many other jobs look, you would think Dallas, but Dallas, obviously you have an obstructive owner. Uh, that would never make that job be attractive. And um, yeah, I mean, there are not many jobs in the NFL that are attractive, that have long-term longevity too. If Eric Lewis Levin was the uh, winning, you know, ha was, was, you know, at University of Delaware and building this incredible program, two-time defending national champions, and you had everything, you, you the program I wouldn't leave. was your program, right? You wouldn't leave. And, the only and thing I would think, but I guess the NFL is so demanding because you're, I mean, you're there all the time. I mean, we have a head coach for your Philadelphia Eagles. It's, I think he's working what 12 months a year in college. I guess a lot of the recruiting is handled by the assistants as well. Yeah. I mean, Kirby that they, I have said, I have heard, I think Kirby will retire before he becomes a pro head coach. And the reason I say that is, because you see guys, some guys do, they just get, they get burned out from recruiting and Kirby does still do plenty of recruiting. He loves it. He's excellent at it. And uh, you know, he's kind of the big fish that they bring in for a lot of these, these guys that they're trying to, you know, get to sign at Georgia and, you know, Georgia, just like Alabama, just like Clemson, just like Texas, we all root or we all recruit um, nationally. Right. So it's not just like, in Georgia, Florida, and Alabama, you're going to California, you're going to Arizona, you're going to Oregon, you're going to Pennsylvania. Um, so it is, it is, it, it, I think either gig is, is a pretty exhausting gig, but I think it's about what's in your heart. And I think when it's tied to your alma mater, to me, it just feels like, and then also the other thing is, if you look at Kirby's staff, like the guys he's put together, like Mike Bobo, who he played with at Georgia, right? Is, he was a quarterback, right? Right. Yeah, I remember. He's their offensive coordinator. And Will Muschamp is one of their co-defensive coordinators. I mean, basically, this is like you being at UD and bringing on me and and train and, you know, like like all your money. And I want to send out Rose a shout. And Matt Money. You know, yeah, like yeah. that's what it, that's what you're doing. That's what Kirby's doing. Go ahead. 
I had I hung out with B Train on uh, Thursday. He was so nice, cooked and everything. And little Solomon is the cutest. So we oh, watched the Sixers. Solomon. You, you got ended up. What'd you end up getting, Solomon? I know we talked. Um, I got him a couple onesies at Carter's. Nice man. Yeah. Uh, so. Did B cook up some of his famous barbecue? He did. He now I couldn't have the ribs because I don't eat pork, but right. his his wings were awesome. So really, oh man! Yeah, I can't shout out to B Train. Uh, shout out B Train. Uh, I told him he needs to open Smoking Bees. Um, his barbecue yeah. joint. We were in the Blue Room, so if you've been in the Blue Room, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The the Carolina Blue Room. So that was was a good time. Nice. That's great. I'm glad to hear that y'all hung out. But uh, let's get to the Eagles. Uh, so 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 I've actually scripted this out into three things because I think that this would be great for you, give you some guidance. Georgia guys, because that's your thing. Mm -hmm. Quarterbacks, which is another interesting topic. Eagles, what do you want to do first? I mean, I think the Eagles makes the most sense, because in talking about that, we'll probably, maybe I can just run through some picks too, some pick predictions or like where I think guys are going to be tied to like people that we know are fans, like Iraq likes the Raiders. You yeah. Know, so I can All right. Make so let's go with the Eagles. And I think how many picks? Eagles have six picks, but they're going to be trading. I mean, there's, there's, here's the, here's the, this, this draft is bananas. Um, there are, there are so many scenarios. Uh, you know, Bryce Young, I think, is as close to a sure thing as can be for Carolina at number one. And I think things could get crazy at two. I can't remember if we talked about this, but D'Amico Ryan's, um, who is an Alabama graduate, there is talk that they are, at, in fact, not going to take quarterback. Yeah, now I heard that. C.J. Stroud. Um, I like C.J. Stroud myself. Um, I think he's mobile enough and he's got great size. Bryce Young, I mean, he he checks all the boxes, except he doesn't have that size. Um, and so you have Bryce Young, you have C.J. Stroud, you have Will Levis, and you have Anthony Richardson three or four guys played in the sec and then, you know, CJ Stroud, obviously, um, you know, big 10. So uh, he, I mean, it's going to go, Bryce is going to go one. I think, I think it too, the more I'm hearing, it sounds like maybe Will Levis is now making a jump up to number two, which is bananas. Yeah. Cause I know you were not, you said that he had had a very bad uh, last year for Kentucky. He wasn't impressive last year, you know, and, and for that, for that matter, neither was Anthony Richardson weren't, weren't guys that were super impressive on the field. But I think people look at Anthony Richardson and his physical attributes. He's, he's six, four, I think he's like two twenty five. I mean, he's, he's a big dude. All right. And, um, and he can throw, I, I don't think his accuracy is anywhere close to where it needs to be. Um, and, you know, playing at Florida again, I mean, I, I, he never struck the fear in me when we played him, you know, CJ Stroud, when we were playing Ohio state, I was worried when we played Alabama, you worry about Bryce young. I didn't worry about Will Levis and I didn't worry about, um, Anthony Richardson. So, you know, but, but what right. happens is these guys get in their underwear and they do their measurables and they run sprints and the, you know, and then they people look at their game film and, and with the right coaching, they can become this. So, you know, in my mind, 
look, we're, we're just going to roll through the top, what, what I think is going to be the top five. Do you have um, your listings of where people are drafting so that we can actually. I do. I do. Okay. So the Carolina's one, they're going to go Bryce, I think. I think two, um, Houston is going to take Will Levis. I just think it's going to be one of those like shocker picks. Um, if they make a pick, it seems to me that Will Anderson would make a hell of a lot of sense, being that he's an Alabama guy. D'Amico Ryan's an Alabama guy. Uh, I'm still very, I'm sure he's very plugged in. So um, if they went defense, I would say Will Anderson. Uh, number three will be the Arizona Cardinals. So you're the Arizona Cardinals. Again, you're hearing about Tyree Wilson, who is this defensive end from Texas Tech. And he has these, he's, you know, he's huge, but he has long arms. There is some talk that Will Anderson takes some plays off. Right. And maybe he's not going to be the guy. I think Will Anderson's going to go. Number Long three. arms are a good thing or a bad thing? I guess great thing. Great thing if you're a defensive end, yeah, or a basketball player, or an octopus. Um, so I'm gonna go number three. I think Will Anderson's going to Arizona. Uh, Indianapolis Colts find C.J. Stroud fall into their lap, and they are insane. They can't believe that he fell into their lap at four. And the Eagles' former offensive coordinator uh, Steichen. Yeah, Shane Steichen. Yep. Shane Steichen has his quarterback. Now, some people say that Anthony Richardson reminds some folks of Jalen Hurts. Good kid, uh, smart kid, a um, little bit bigger than Hurts uh, in terms of, you know, his height is a little bit bigger than Hurts. So, you know, maybe Steichen falls in love with Anthony Richardson. You know, you could almost make the case there. Could you imagine a scenario where C.J. Stroud falls out of the top four. I, it's insane, but it's well. Possible. And if Richardson's not ready to start, guess who's your starting quarterback for your, for your, uh, the dude is your starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts next year. Our, our former backup quarterback, Nikki Bowles, Nikki Super Bowl. No, no, no. Uh, Gardner. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, Minshew mania. Minshew mania is your, you know, like, uh, right out of dazed and confused. I mean, he's like, a. Pulls a McConaughey there for uh he's a little more cousin Rico, I think, from uh what was that movie? Uh I forget uh, I forget McConaughey's character's name from Days. Waterson. Of... It's Waterson. Okay. No, Cousin it's... Rico. Don't you remember what was that movie with uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, that's who he reminds me of, Cousin Rico. Um, all right, number five, first Georgia Bulldog off the board. Jalen Carter. It yeah. goes at five. He's going to Seattle. I do think the Eagles will inquire about trading up if he falls below five. And I love the talk. Pete Carroll is the coach who can work with troubled players. I keep hearing that. Like, he he does that. So Jalen Carter, it's almost like this narrative, like a critic, like a, a book critic, like trying to create a narrative, like, Somehow Pete Carroll, because of his past with, you know, his dodgy past with USC, that he has this ability to work with malcontents. And because Jalen Carter has the issue with the DU, not the DUI, the uh, the misdemeanor at Georgia with the car accident, that he, he, he'd be the whisperer that could get through to him. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I want Jalen Carter to get in a place where he does have a strong voice in his ear and is a very structured environment. I want to see him succeed. I mean, this guy, um, you know, we talked about this before, the missteps, um, the, the poor decisions, he showed up to the combine out of shape. I mean, he's, he, he's, 
he's had about as bad of an offseason as you can have, and you're still talking about him as a number top five pick. Uh, I think that goes to that speaks to the talent that he has, and uh, it's undeniable when you watch the tape. Um, and I watched every Georgia game. He was, and I told you this last year, um, that he was the best defensive uh, lineman on that Georgia team last year. Better than Jordan Davis, better than Devontae Wyatt, better than, um, uh, oh gosh, the guy who went number one last year from Georgia. I'm totally blank in my mind. Um, so Pete Carroll, I mean, is a defensive-minded yeah. head coach. I mean, it right. seems like that would be a perfect fit, Seattle. Right, right. So I, I, I'm I, just going to run through the top 10 who I think. Number yeah. six, uh, the Detroit Lions. I think Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, the defensive back, is perfect there. Again, local guy, staying in Detroit, very physical. Um, I do also think that if uh, Tyree Wilson slips, the defensive end we talked about a few minutes ago, if he slips, I think that that's a possibility. But I have uh, Tyree Wilson going to the uh, L.A. or the Las Vegas the Raiders. So they don't get their quarterback. No, they don't go quarterback, I don't think. Um, the Falcons at eight. This is where it's also going to get interesting. There have been strong, strong rumors that the Falcons are going to draft Bijan Robinson. That seems like a little bit high, right, for Bijan, or no? People say this guy's generational. He's a, uh, you know, McCaffrey, and and I love what he said. Saquon Barkley was the, I guess Saquon was the last high running back chosen. Yeah. But That's, then Ezekiel. He was Zeke two. Was four, right? Zeke was four, right? So, Zeke yeah. Zeke was four, so. Yeah. It's I not, thought Saquon was the last, though, because he's a little bit younger than. Uh, yeah, no, Saquon is more recent than Zeke. He was two, so this would be the highest. Pick for a running back in a few years, yeah. Um, Rock, because I know you're listening, I think it's going to either be Christian Gonzalez or Tyree Wilson. So, Christian Gonzalez is the lockdown, uh, defensive back. Oh, um, he reached out to you, no, but I know he's going to, because oh, okay. uh, he's such a loyal listener and fan. So, um, that I think the Raiders are going to go defense, I don't think they're going to go quarterback, I don't think they're going, uh, Bijan. Um, even with the whole uh, Jacobs situation, uh, Josh Jacobs and the situation with the Raiders uh, and their need for quarterback, I think they are going to go defense. But the Raiders always do something that is out of left field, and and so I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they took Anthony Richardson at seven. That's my wild card pick for them. And yeah. you wouldn't have to play for probably a year or two because they've. They basically decided Garoppolo is going to be their quarterback this year, maybe next year too. So maybe right. Did they signed him to an extension. I can't remember. I, I know he's there for a year. I didn't know if he got traded or not. I thought he signed as a free agent, but because he had a year deal with the Niners last year. So it'll be interesting to see how that um, goes. Is Garoppolo on the Raiders though? Yeah. He's a, he's the starting quarterback for the Raiders. But I don't, that's so weird. I I have blanked. Yeah, on that. I mean, I guess the I, Niners I feel are like going they wouldn't have done that without an ex- extension, though. But okay, I anyway. mean, he had only had a one year deal with the with the Niners that he signed. So yeah, he's he's he did sign a he was a free agent. We'll look that up as I'm babbling through what the Falcon what I think the Falcons are going to do. The Falcons um, have addressed their defense intensely in free agency. They have been as active as any team on defense. Um, I think for the Falcons right here, um, 
I think that they are either going to, I mean, they, they need, they still need help all over. Um, I think they go with either uh, Christian Gonzalez, who is that defensive back who I pegged to the Raiders, or they are going to go with, um, I don't know. I just don't see them taking Bijan Robinson right here for some reason. I, I think they could take the Ohio state receiver uh, Smith uh, Jigba he could be taken there and there's been some strong whispers that the Eagles have uh, really fallen in love with uh, Jackson Smith uh, in, in Jigba. So I don't, I, I think if I'm, if just I to let you know, he signed a three-year contract for 67.5 million with yeah. the Raiders, but you know what? I wonder how much of that's actually guaranteed, maybe one year. Well, yeah, but I mean, they probably don't need an Anthony Richardson at this point because you know, you, you, just I I think at when you're picking at seven, you need to take something that's going to help your team immediately. Um, again, uh, so again, Falcons going to go wide receiver, and then we get to the Bears, and I think this is where it gets interesting. Um, I actually think they're going to go with uh, Skaronski, that Northwestern defensive end that everyone says has arms that are too short to be a tackle, and so I think he has little dinosaur arms, um, but he's a guard. He's an All American. Uh, really, really uh, strong player. So, and then, my friend, it is Eagles time. But here's the problem. The Eagles are not staying at 10. No, they're not. They're going to trade. They're, they're either trading up or they're trading down. Here's the deal. If Jay, if Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, Will Anderson miraculously somehow slips because of all this talk about how he takes plays off, if, e if either Carter or Anderson slip beyond five, Look for the Eagles to make a move up, okay? If all those guys are off the board, I think the Eagles are going to make a, a small move back. I, I I can't see them going back more than three or four spots in this draft. Um, and I think when they go back, here are the players I think the Eagles – here's here's my, my five, my five-pack, as I give you each year. All right? The first one is – uh, Paris Johnson, offensive tackle from the Ohio State. Uh, the other is your boy in mind, Peter Skaronsky, uh, Mr. Dinosaur Arms himself, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. Um, I, I am going to also, here's a little bit of a sleeper that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. Do you see a theme here? I think I think well, the, I see that they're 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 worried about the age of that <clears throat> offensive line, and they're already starting to replenish it, which is very forward thinking because once a guy gets to thirty, Lane Johnson is what about thirty one now? Yes, and so that seems to be on the mind of the team, which is very good. That the Eagles see the future protecting Jalen Hurts and rebuilding that line to protect him. So he doesn't get injured. Yep. Um, and then I'll go a uh, couple more guys. So Jalen Carter is going to be in my five pack. Actually, I think it may be a six pack. Um, because I think with um, with the with uh, with the guys they got last year from Athens, um, with in Jordan Davis and Dean. I think those guys, I think they see Jalen Carter as less of a risk than a lot of the other teams because Jalen Carter was, you never heard a peep about Jalen Carter last year. Um, no, we just, this year he's gotten a lot. 
Right. A lot of negative press. I agree. Um, so, all right. The other guys that I think can be in contention, I think Miles Murphy may be in contention. He's a defensive end from Clemson. 6'5", 270, <laughs> speed rusher, but a guy who's dealt with some injuries. Again, that's a, that's a trade back candidate. And then I think the other guy who uh, could be in consideration is, I think, Nolan Smith. I think they really love the Georgia guys now. Uh, after last year, they were able to scout them. I don't particularly love Nolan Smith. Um, of, of all the Georgia guys, he's one that I, I, character off the charts, leader, uh, you know, fast as a whip. I just I didn't see enough from him in college to get so fired up. And I, and I think I'd rather take uh, one of these other defensive linemen um, in, in place of him. So that's my, those are my picks. I think I put the three offensive linemen together. I put Jalen Carter in there. Um, and then if you want a wild card, I'll give you Bijan Robinson. Cause I think that I know that I said they're not taking Bijan Robinson and I really don't believe that, but I will say if they trade back, I don't think it's out of completely out of the question that they're going to take Bijan Robinson. And Bijan Robinson gave the best answer to uh, how he said, um, "Why should we take you ten? And he said, "Because you're not just getting a running back; you're getting a playmaker." And I feel like, man, Howie was probably like drooling all over himself when he heard that response. So if they do not trade up, more than likely they will keep keep that 30th pick because there's no real reason to trade that right I think it depends on the quarterbacks how the quarterbacks break and what teams need because here's the thing there is value in 30 because if someone wants to get into that end of the first round Stetson Bennett no Stetson Bennett is not going to be drafted he may not even be drafted uh, um, okay. but but I think he'll probably go in like the sixth round but um I think that the Eagles will trade out of 30. I think they're going to be active on both fronts. Look, they only have six picks. They have a lot of picks next year, so they can use that as ammunition if they move up. But um, I think that Howie sees, like, we need to replenish this. Like, we need to, like, rebuild. And they have, I think, four picks in the top 100, and then the last two are in round six or seven. So they they need to they need to hit on these picks. They need to replenish. I think that's what they're going to do. I would be shocked if they – I actually think they're going to trade both picks now. Originally, I thought just one. Yeah. I, think I think I think they're going to keep the 30th, but – You do? Yeah. I mean, there okay. doesn't seem like – I mean, to me at least, it doesn't seem like a reason to trade that pick. Um, the Eagles – let's talk about one other thing. So, um, you know, with, with that, I mean, the Eagles need – the thing with the Eagles is they they are in a really good spot, right? They're a very good football team, but their their defense was decimated by free agency, right? Free I mean, agency and we need we to are, that secondary yeah. is needs some work, right? The right. safety positions, right? We we lost like our corners. While they're great right now, are they going to be great in two years? And that's how that's how the Eagles typically build. They build for two years out. Lane Johnson, you know, who knows how much longer Lane Johnson is going to be able to play, but. If you ask me, the guy that I I want the most, so I think, I mean, obviously I want Jalen Carter, but of those guys that I gave you, I think Paris Johnson makes a lot of sense, and I think that's going to be their pick. Paris Johnson is a guy who played for Ohio State. He is arguably the best tackle in this draft. He played 
uh, right guard at Ohio State last year. Now, he was not as good as a, of a guard as he was as a tackle, but you can have him and Jurgensen fighting for that guard spot, which is vacated because there's no one there right now because we lost um, Sayamalu in free agency. So those two guys fight it out. And then guess what? You have the best offensive line coach in football. Why would you not draft the heir apparent to Lane Johnson right here, right now? You're not going unless you can get an impact defensive player. I'd go offensive line. Okay. And I'd go Paris Johnson. I think he's going to be the best of these guys. Um, you know, I know Broderick Jones is a guy who he's a younger guy from Georgia, but I haven't heard many people mention him. I just think he's going to be in that discussion. Um, Anything later on than the first round, or is that sort of far out thinking? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles are going to bring in uh, a court, uh, running back. There's a there's a kid, um, uh, Shabernat, I think his name is from from uh, UCLA, who I love. Um, you know, who could maybe be had uh, certainly in a second, but possibly in the third. I think it just depends on where where things fall and. Um, so I think they're going to address running back, but they have a lot of holes, right? They have to, they have to address this defensive line. They have holes at linebacker. But every team has holes. I, I think sometimes we forget that, that every team has holes because if we're focused on our team. Um, I mean, this look at the Rams. I mean, look at what the Rams became after winning the Super Bowl and how much better in position our team is than the Rams were a year ago. I just think that the Eagles are in a better place. Now, I think the NFC East has gotten a lot better, obviously. And, you know, that's another discussion. Like, where are these other teams in the NFC East drafting? I mean, are they also sort of, you know, the Giants and the and the Commanders, as they're called, and the Cowboys? I mean, are they going after some of the same players as we're targeting? Well, I mean, I think the Giants... Uh, I mean, sorry, the first thing I thought about, this was like a month ago. I woke up one morning and I was like, holy crap, what if the Cowboys get B. John Robinson? And, and like, it's that, that concerns me. Dallas doing something like that, like trading up to get him. I, he's not going to last to 26. There's no, there's no way that happens. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas moves up. I mean, Dallas needs help on defense, but they also, I mean, they always put a premium on, on offense. Right. So they, um, they, they, sorry, someone's calling me on my computer. Um, and, and you know what, like, why do people call you on your computer? Like it's, really I don't know. Nice. I call on the phone. Yeah. Right. Just call me on the phone. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I could see Dallas moving up to do something, um, but they need a tight end. So there's a, there are a couple of tight ends. There's the kid, um, Meyer from uh, Notre Dame, and then there's Kincaid as well as another tight end. Um, the Giants, I think the Giants have gotten a lot better this offseason, at least on offense, man, with some of the moves. They added Darren Waller, tight end. I think they're they're going to be much improved, but they do still need, I think they still need to address the offensive line, and I think they still need to address the defense. So let me see where the Giants pick, and I'll, I'll just give you a random thought. But I, I feel like Unless the Eagles are taking a punter or a uh, a tight end in the first round, I almost feel like they can't – like the position will be right. The, the one guy – I'll tell you one guy who concerns me, who I've heard a lot about, is this uh, Lucas Van Ness. Okay, he went to Iowa. He's a defensive end, defensive tackle type. The problem was, man, first of all, 
is Iowa, do you know, like Iowa's, their defense is actually was, was quite good this year. This guy didn't even start for Iowa. And you're talking about this guy as a top 12 pick. I, I don't want it. I, I'm not, I'm not interested. You know, he's six, he's six, five, 272 younger kid, but I, I'm, I'm not interested in Lucas Van Ness. So I, that's one guy who I would be really disappointed if the Eagles drafted. I'm trying to find when the giants draft. I think it's like 19, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not seeing it. So, um, and then I don't see where the commandos pick either. So maybe it's just us and the cowgirls in the first round. Okay. That can't be right. That can't be right. Oh, commandos. Commandos pick 16. Okay. Um, they, so they definitely need to address that defense and the offensive line as well. And so they I need think, a quarterback. <laughs> that's a good point. They do. They do need a quarterback. I don't think they've addressed it right now. Why? Who's their starter right now? I don't know if they have one. Carsey? Carsey? It could be. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. I don't know if any of the quarterback – they may trade back and trade for uh, Herndon Hooker, who is, by the way, uh, 24 years old, just in case anyone was wondering. We talked about Wentz being 23 when he was drafted. Hooker's older than that. All right, so – and then the New York Giants pick at 25, so right before the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I like I said, the Giants need to address the defense and they need to address the offensive line. So I could see them uh, going one of those one of those routes. I think they they've done a decent amount to address the offense. They could use a wide receiver as well, um, but th- that's kind of where I see the rest of the division. Okay. Um... So Paris thought, Johnson is my official prediction for the Philadelphia Eagles. If, if I'm going out on the way. Paris Johnson. Yes. Okay. Well, he's named after a beautiful city. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, you know, we're starting to wrap up things. What about your Georgia guys? Yeah. So I know this uh, is a passion of yours. Where are they going? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend too much more time on the Georgia stuff. Who are the Georgia guys that are going to be drafted? Give us some names here. Well, I gave you uh, three already. Roderick Jones, Nolan Smith, and Jalen Carter. Um, I'm going to go and Eagle by the Eagles. It's either Jalen Carter or it's going to be Paris Johnson. All right, I get two. That's it. It's our show. We can make the rules. All right, so those three guys um, are in play. And then you have Christopher Smith, who was a safety. Um, he is going to be a probably a day he, early day three pick. Okay. Possibly day two. Um, a uh, a really good playmaker back there. Um, in the secondary, you have Kaylee Ringo, who a lot of people talked about as a first round uh pick. He's not a first round pick. He has he has great size and speed, but he needs to um he needs some work on his technique. Um, it is a little raw, but I you know hey that's a guy I could almost see maybe the Eagles take at thirty. Um. As a young defensive, you know, that would be a good situation for him to learn under Slay and Bradbury and have those intangibles of this guy, um, you know, and and he's his his family, you know, his, his mother had cancer and it was just a really rough go. And thank God she's, she uh, survived and she's at every game. But he's a great kid, um, Kaylee Ringo is. So he will definitely be drafted either late first round or sometime in the second round, I would think. Um, you know, and it's funny when you think about this, Remember last year when we were doing this and N'Kobe Dean, I said, there's no way N'Kobe Dean. Remember, I wanted the Eagles to draft him with their first pick. Remember? And they got him. 
It, well, no, he fell to the third round. It was crazy that that uh, he fell so far. Um, so you you just kind of don't know where how far these guys are going to fall. And then you mentioned, of course, Stetson Bennett. Uh, I think he's going to be probably a fifth or sixth round pick. He's an older guy. He's twenty five. Um, a lot of people say they don't like his attitude. Um, and you know, he was arrested this off season for public drunkenness. I say he won us two national titles. Go, go drink and, and, you know, be belligerent. And... I mean, I'll get, I could see him ending up at the commanders though. Yeah. Why not, man? I could see that. You know, what's interesting is Tennessee reportedly, they, they made, uh, they drafted Malik Willis last year. And, right. I, and they're not happy with him. They're not happy with him. Yeah. So they're they're looking for another quarterback too. So Right. Yeah. yeah. I here's the thing. I know that people want the Eagles to they get in love with the skill positions like wide receiver, running back. You gotta think about this. When you think about roster construction, all right, you have AJ Brown making twenty million a year. 20 yeah i think he's at 20 or 25 oh am i putting you to sleep left no i'm just i haven't been sleeping well recently but yeah right. so Devonte smith he is gonna need a new deal after this year or during this year Devonte smith and i i don't want to let Devonte smith go he has been phenomenal um and and he's another guy who we predicted on the show and begged for the eagles to take him they took him and it was the happiest day so that there was that so if you get draft another first round wide receiver, to me that that may be a tell that they're not they don't think they're going to be able to sign Devonte Smith. But why why would you allocate? And by the way, you also have the big man in number eighty eight in the middle, our tight end, right? So like, why would you why would you do that? Why why would you you have to like your number three receiver? doesn't need to be a top 10 pick in the kid from Ohio state. So I don't want to, I, I don't think they should draft receiver. I, I, I could be talked into maybe drafting Bijan if you trade back a little bit and get some more picks for it. But uh, at 10, you gotta, I think you gotta, at this draft, you gotta have either draft a super impact player and that may be Bijan, but you gotta draft a guy who's going to be, have a long shelf life and is going to be productive and a cornerstone of this franchise and that's what you need to do and i think offensive line and defensive line if you look at what the eagles have done they have had the most success finding offensive linemen whether it's in the first round or in later rounds um finding offensive linemen bringing them in letting stoutland coach them up and then unleashing them and that's where they've had success so that's where i would put my money so will this be your activity all weekend or you're doing some coaching too and doing some coaching. My wife is going out of town. So uh, I will have daddy, to draft. daddy and, duty just yourself this weekend. Solo dad all weekend. It will be uh draft central up in here. Um, but no, we do have baseball and soccer going on, but man, I love the draft. I will watch. <laughs> like if I, if I didn't have, um, if I didn't have uh, fatherly responsibilities and someone was like, Hey, you could go watch all three days of it. I would just sit and watch it. I just love watching the footage. I love watching the analysis and then the yeah. projections. And I don't know. I think it's exciting to me. I can't share that excitement. I just can't <laughs> I, I, give me four hours of an NBA draft and that's enough for me. Uh, yeah. But if you are interested in the NFL draft, it will be run on ABC ESPN and the NFL Network with all different broadcasting groups. 
So uh, it's certainly taken on a meaning of itself. Uh, certainly a lot different from uh, the NFL draft, uh, like back in the day where I remember uh, watching that ESPN documentary on the 83 draft, where I think it was covered on either the USA Network or ESPN. No one watched it. So it's taken on a meaning of its own. And it's going to be this year in Kansas City at Union Station, I think, in Kansas City. So they're making it really nice. I know we had it here in Philly right. uh, a couple of years ago, and it was great. Um, and I know last year they had it in Vegas. Uh, so yeah, that was insane. That was insane. And you know, I'm just not the biggest Vegas fan. I know you're more of a Vegas fan than me. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. That, yeah that's I, where it goes. I mean, listen. I, I love mean, Vegas. I actually, I'm strongly going to say I I can't stand Las Vegas, but oh, I love Vegas. Um, so I want to just couple other things I just want to point out. There's a couple things I just want to mention for if the Eagles do pick at 30, uh, there is a defensive lineman from Pitt, uh, all kinds of rumors that he could be the eye, the, the Eagles could, he could be the apple of the Eagles eye, uh, Kalijah Kansi. Um, he's been compared a little bit to um, uh, Aaron Donald, believe it or not, also from Pitt. I don't know that I quite see that, but um you know, he could be a guy, a defensive lineman, and play at 30 if they stay at 30. Another guy is Jamar Gibbs, the running back from Alabama. Um, I love him. He He's going to be a tremendous player. And, again, I hope the Cowboys don't get him. Um, I would not be upset if the Eagles went uh, running back with that second pick, and it was Jamar Gibbs. Um, and then there's, you know, there's there's a few linemen in here. Um, it, it it's just kind of depends on what they do with that with that 10 pick. And then there's of course, Brian branch, who you, I think you mentioned last week, the safety from Alabama um, because safety is such a need and he does fill a role. Um, he does play that like, you know, uh, nickel def uh, defensive back and then also plays safety, but you know, his numbers were not great, but he plays much faster than his uh, numbers indicated. I think he ran like a four or five, eight, but he's, he's a playmaker, man. Brian branch. He's, he's, I watched a lot of him. He's he's a really good player. So he's another guy um, that I really like. And then the last one, I think I mentioned this with B last week, was uh, uh, Deontay Banks, cornerback um, from Maryland, yeah. uh, who, I, who I really, really like. And if Joey Porter Jr. is there, I'm running up to get Joey Porter Jr. But those are a bunch of names. Sounds like a plan, sir. 30. What are you going to do? Are you going to watch the draft at all? Like, I'll watch the draft. I'll watch some NBA action. Um, I don't know. I might, might see if I can hang out with someone. Um, and then, obviously, Charles coming back into town. She's in Monaco yesterday, my mom. So she's having a great trip, and I'm going to pick her up on Sunday. Uh, so hoping to have a nice, quiet week the rest of the week. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And But – you know, again, I'd like to do a show before the weekend uh, for what I think is going to happen. If you're able to, I'd like to do a NBA playoff show. Um, and maybe we can get a guest on for that as well. Because um, I do think it's going to be the Sixers and the Celtics. And there's just so much going on with that, that I would feel I would feel like we're not doing a good service to our viewers and listeners if we don't do a show before that series starts because i mean i think that um with that there's the the elephant in the room and that's obviously um the neat concerns of uh joel Embiid. 
Yeah, we do. We do need to discuss that. He has a uh, LCL sprain, which is not. Um, I don't know. I, I I have some some thoughts on for Friday's show. So um, about the Sixers and yeah, some of these series have been. I mean that the the Memphis the, the Lakers are Lakers, up three one. Can, can you believe it? We were. It looks like we were wrong. I mean, who knows? Memphis can still come back, but it does look like. You, me, and Barry all predicted that the Lakers would be crushed by Memphis. And what happened to Milwaukee? Are they down 3-1 in that series, or is that 2? Yeah. 3-1. Jimmy Buckets had 54 points last night, I think, 56. So think about how screwy that series is. And, of course, your New York Knickerbockers have a 3-1 lead in that series. And, of course, if you listen to um, Adam Shine on Mad Dog Radio – He's talking a lot of shit about the Knicks, how the Is Knicks it, could get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Yeah, I, I don't know that I see that really. You don't see it? Uh, well, I mean, I guess well, they, they would play you, you're, you're, at, would they at that rate, you'd have the Knicks in the and second they, round against the Heat. That would be such a fun series. No, I really? don't. No, it wouldn't be. I think it'd be boring as hell, but, but you could actually have – you would have – in that series, you would have the the Bucks wouldn't be there and the Cavaliers wouldn't be there. So you'd actually have one of those teams getting an easy route to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then in the other series, more than likely it'd be the Sixers and the Celtics. So I actually think the Heat-Knicks would be fun because I think the Knicks have an interesting collection of talent. And I think the Heat are just such a well-coached team um, that's been that this team has been here before for the Heat. I mean, they they were in the finals, right? Like two years ago. So, I I I I love I love Spo. I think he's you know one of the maybe the top coach in the league. I mean, he's he's one he's one of the top coaches in the league. Um, so I love watching his teams, and uh, I don't love watching them play the Sixers. But no, and. I but I think the Sixers so the Sixers get past the Celtics and I of course I'm jumping ahead here because Boston still has a game against Atlanta I think tonight right yes and that is back in Boston but Boston is going for the gentleman's sweep tonight I love that expression the gentleman's sweep I don't think I've ever uh, heard it but I think Boston's going to win that and then it's the we, gentleman's sweep gentleman's sweep is you win in five. Why is that the gentleman's sweep? I have no idea. I just heard that expression. I guess it's not really a sweep, but it's called the gentleman's sweep. Don't make much sense, but it's a great term. I don't know why. Can I raise my hand about something too? Uh, I the Hawks are getting hosed, man. So Deontay Murray got he got is, suspended, right? But did you see Tatum basically push the ref out of the way when he got fouled hard on on uh, he was going in for a layup and he got fouled hard. And he basically, I mean, he didn't push the ref, but he like, he definitely put his hands on the ref and moved the ref. And like, it wasn't like, excuse me. It was like, kind of like shoving him a little bit. And so it's BS, man. I mean, it, you can't do it for one team and then not do it for the Celtics. I mean, that's, how, that's crap. how is your boy Maddie doing? Is he, is he okay? Or is he upset by this series or? I don't know. I got to check in with him and see, he just started a new job. So I gotta, I gotta check in and, and see how that young Jedi is doing. He is our resident Hawks uh, person, right? And Bears fan too. And and Bears fan. <laughs> He's a big Chicago fan. I think his dad. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't make much sense, but you know, okay. Well, it's a family thing. It's a family. It's a thing. family thing. Yep. Um, 
so yeah, we got that. And then we also, what do you think about the Aaron Rodgers jet trade? Yes. Uh, went down yesterday or today officially yesterday, yesterday. Um, what did they get for him though? Um, they traded, uh, it was their first round pick. I think it was Aaron Rodgers and 15 for, and no, it was, let's see, it was Aaron Rodgers, 15, and I think a six round pick. I'm doing this from memory for pick 13, um, a conditional pick, which is a minimum of a second and possibly a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the games this year. Um, and then they got uh, another second round pick this year. And then like a fourth or something like that. That's a, that's a crap ton for a 39 year old quarterback. Yeah, And I mean, if you're a Jets fan, doesn't this speak volumes of like, didn't we just see this about 14 years ago when Brett Favre went to the Jets? Yeah. I don't think Brett Favre got as much. I don't think they paid as much for Brett Favre. I, I don't even know if they, I, yeah. So, I mean, I think if you're a New York Jets fan, you really need to be suspicious of this a little bit because we've seen this already. And the Jets are sort of in a division right now that's sort of stacked, I think. You've got Miami ahead of them, as well as the Buffalo Bills. So um, I know a lot of Jets fans think this is the this is the key to them winning a Super Bowl or getting to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's right. I think you hit the nail on the head. Even with that trade, they're still the third best team in the division. And Aaron Rodgers is I guess he's going to love playing in New York. He's he's going to have that going to become the apple of the media right there, you know? Well, I mean, I guess it's interesting for a guy who went to a cave for 48 hours or whatever he did to meditate and pray and, you know. How is he going to do on his head? In, in the largest media conundrum of society, which is New York City, which, right, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers, if you look at, right, his last two – Playoff games have not been good. So, I, I mean. His last two playoff games or his entire career, which has not been great. No, I mean, I think his career has been, been, I think it's been pretty close to, to great. You don't think Eric Rodgers' career has been great? No, his career, but not his playoff. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I thought you meant his career. Nah. Yeah, no, his playoff. He has one Super Bowl, though. He's got one Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, maybe he should have more. So does Nick Foles. So does Nick Foles. Hopefully one day Jalen Hurts will have one. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun. I can't wait. I can't believe the draft is a mere 48 hours away. Uh, again, we're recording Tuesday, so it's exciting times. I can never talk enough football. Um, but I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing from me. So uh, I'm going to mute myself so that we can try. Did you hear the music last week? Why? Why are you going to mute yourself? You just want me to talk? No, no, no. I want to hear if we can do the music. Did the music work last week? I don't know. I don't remember. I never listen to these shows because I don't like my voice. So Yeah, but if you hear it, that's usually a tell, right? That a it's, tell all? Yeah. No, it's usually a, an inclination, a tell that the the music's working, if you can hear it, right? So let's see. Let's 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 go with it then. Wait, what did you what music? What was it? What music? Why can't we be friends by America? Uh, not America, war, right? It's war. Yeah, but this is Smash Mouth's version because I like it a little better. I'm going to fade it in. Here we go. Happy draft day. 
Well, I can't, I can't hear it. <laughs> I said, I know, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 